This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, October 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California Department of Transportation tackle ports. GOP wants hearing on water plan. Climate on the agenda in California. Conservation makes the cut and EPA asks to spare herbicides. California partners with the Department of Transportation to ease port congestion. Governor Newsom has struck a partnership with the U.S. Department of Transportation to finance infrastructure projects in and near ports. The goal is to ease the movement of goods to and from major warehousing districts and within ports. According to the governor's office, the agreement will expedite an array of construction projects. This includes upgrading ports, expanding freight capacity, upgrading highways, and developing inland ports. Funding would come mainly from the federal infrastructure package. The state budget includes $250 million for ports, $280 million for infrastructure related to the Port of Oakland, and $1.3 billion over three years for zero-emission trucks and other vehicles. Having our federal and state transportation agencies working in unison to help fund infrastructure is exactly what we need, said Port of Los Angeles Executive Director Gene Soroka. Remember, CDFA Secretary Karen Ross has advocated for developing an inland port in Merced County that could focus on transferring loads to ease pressure on the Port of Oakland. Keep in mind... The announcement does not address calls from farm groups for easing environmental and labor regulations to deliver short-term relief. Republicans push for oversight hearings on Delta pumping plan. The California Republican delegation is urging the House Natural Resources Subcommittee on Water to host an oversight hearing on a new Delta pumping agreement between state and federal administrations. Republican Representative David Valadeo said the subcommittee has a responsibility to investigate, quote, what appears to be an anti-science, politically motivated move by the Biden administration. In a letter to the Democratic chairs, the delegation worried the interim operations plan was rushed because of the drought and sets a dangerous precedent for managing California's water supply. In case you missed it, The Republicans also called on the two administrations to ramp up Delta pumping operations in the wake of the recent rains. With soils now saturated, storms next week will generate more runoff and the state should take advantage of maximizing water storage, they argued. Climate actions heat up in California. Newsom and several cabinet members will be traveling with lawmakers to Glasgow, Scotland next week for side events at the United Nations Climate Conference. State resource secretaries had planned to discuss this with media and stakeholders yesterday, but bumped those calls to today after Democrats reached an agreement on climate provisions in the Build Back Better plan. Air Resources board members, meanwhile, call for more climate action during discussions on its mobile source strategy and on the most recent findings from the United Nations Climate Panel. Environmental justice groups ahead of the meeting filed a petition to remove dairy digesters from the low-carbon fuel standard program. 
Dairy groups pushed back during the hearing, arguing the state would undercut the most successful program for reducing methane emissions. The state board of food and ag will meet Tuesday to hear about climate impacts to farmers, as well as opportunities to expand the state's climate smart ag programs. A soil scientist will deliver a presentation on the potential for carbon sequestration on natural and working lands. We need to be innovative and bold to meet our future climate goals, said Ross ahead of the meeting. Conservation provisions survive cuts to build back better. Congressional Democrats have slashed in half their original $3.5 trillion spending plan. But many of the key climate-related ag provisions escaped unscathed. The latest version of the Build Back Better Act could still be modified somewhat before the House and the Senate vote on it. But it includes about $28 billion in conservation spending. It includes a $25 an acre annual payment to farmers for cover crops and sizable increases to most of the major farm bill conservation programs. There is a significant change in the bill when it comes to subsidizing biofuels. Under the $3.5 trillion bill the House put together in September, the $1 a gallon tax credit for biodiesel would have been extended for 10 years. Well, that compromise legislation would continue that credit only through 2026. It would then be replaced by a new clean fuel credit that could be extended to other products, including sustainable aviation fuel and lower carbon versions of ethanol. Now, keep in mind... Making this compromise bill public should help President Joe Biden as he tries to convince world leaders at the upcoming climate summit that the U.S. is committed to doing more to cut greenhouse gas emissions. By the way, the House had to approve another short-term extension of the federal highway programs last night when the House progressives again refused to approve a Senate-passed infrastructure bill until the Build Back Better measure is ready for a vote as well. Now, the chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, Washington Representative Pramila Jalpal, told reporters last night that her colleagues were pleased with the overall compromise on the spending package, but needed time to study the text. PMA, United Fresh, announced new International Fresh Produce Association. Two produce industry groups that announced merger plans in March have revealed their new name and leadership. The United Fresh Produce Association and the Produce Marketing Association have combined into the International Fresh Produce Association, the IFPA, with Bruce Taylor of Taylor Farms as the chair. We will absolutely be better together, said Kathy Burns, who's along with Tom Stencil to be co-CEO of the IFPA. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Here's today's She Said It. We got smoked. That Department of Water Resources Director Carla Nemeth describing how low Lake Oroville's water levels dropped this year, despite increasing carryover storage to 20%. Nemeth was speaking at the annual summit of the Water Education Foundation. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, October 29th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.